Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, Dave's got a podcast for me. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree, Judo chop suey for me. He speaks to you in microphones. You listen in on your headphones. Oh, Christmas tree, oh, Christmas tree. Dave's got a podcast for me. Yuletide greetings to everybody out there in podcast land. This is the Judo Chop Suey podcast. And this is Judo Dave Roman coming at you on Christmas Day. Very happy to be here. I've got some time to myself to come to you and talk about some Judo related news and what's been going on with me and... and Let's get started with that. I've got some things that I'd like to talk about on this podcast. All judo-related items, as always. I want to talk about what's been going on at my club over the past week. I want to talk about uh, IJF year-end voting. Some interesting results there. I want to talk about who I voted for, for male and female judoka of the year, and who ended up winning. I'll say the winners are both very deserving, but I still think... Two other people deserved it. Want to talk about USA Judo and the recent news with USA Judo, most specifically about the Section 10 probation being lifted by the United States Olympic Committee. What's that mean to you? What's that mean for all of us? We'll definitely dive down into that later on in the podcast. Once again, I want to wish everybody a very Merry Christmas, a Happy Hanukkah, a festive Kwanzaa, um, Festivus for the rest of us. The tradition of Festivus begins with the airing of grievances. And anybody else that I'm forgetting, happy holidays. There's some kind of uh, Christmas time celebration or holiday time spe- celebration I'm forgetting this year. My apologies to you. I don't know them all. I don't follow them all. In this house, I celebrate Christmas. And... I was able to finish Christmas shopping at the very last minute, as always. I don't know why I didn't end up doing that, considering I've got Amazon.com, eBay, and so many other sites that I can shop online. I still wait to the last minute. I don't know why. It's ridiculous. But thankfully, I don't have to go to the mall anymore. I hate going to the mall. And the traffic at the mall is horrible. I end up having to walk a mile to park away from the, the, I have to walk a mile from my car to the building because the parking lots are just so overflowed. And every time I go to the mall uh, during the holiday season, I end up getting dizzy and sick. It's just, I, I don't know what it is about the mall, but it just, it just drives me a little bit nutty. So I stayed away from the malls this year. I did all of my shopping online. Everything came on time except for one item for my son. Uh, it's regretful that that's going to come in late, but it's something that I know he's going to really like, so I'm glad that he's going to get it at some point. I don't have my children today. They're with their mother. Uh, We tend to switch off on Christmas, Uh, so next year I'll have them for Christmas, and I'll be looking forward to that. That's another 365 away, but for this year, I'm glad Christmas is done with, and we'll be heading into the New Year's, and then we'll be heading into... January, which will be a vacation for me and my birthday coming up. 
and my dad's coming down, my friend's coming down. I'm really, really looking forward to the month of January. The month of January is going to be my own Christmas because that's going to be a lot. It's going to be a blast for me. I'll be turning 42. I'm in the prime of my life and I'm really enjoying things. Get on with it. We did not have class this past Friday. But we did have class Monday and Wednesday, and we were in for a special treat on Wednesday. There were a couple of new students that came to our club. Hopefully, they'll stick around, but it's really exciting to get um, new students into the club. Um, they're younger. They're, they're probably, I think, 12 and 10, but they came from another club out of state, and they've got really good judo. I'm really excited to see. Uh, well, hopefully, they'll stay with us, and, I'm, and if they do, I'm excited to see what they'll what they'll bring to our club and and to see how they will do um, if they decide to compete in the local tournaments around here. Um, but it, but it's a real pleasure to have them. And we had a pretty full class on Wednesday, uh, much to my surprise. It was there was probably well full for us is is at least um, you know maybe ten to twelve kids. That's full for us, which is great. The only thing is is that when there's a lot of kids there. I never get a chance to rondori with any of them. Now I know I'm 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 an assistant instructor. Instructors typically don't rondori with the kids, but I like to rondori with the kids. I take a lot of falls for them. Um, I get them moving a lot because a lot of a lot of kids, you know, in the intermediate levels, you know, we're talking about, you know, orange belt and up, green belt, blue belts. They do a lot of this yank down pull type of judo that may work for other juniors but I when I do rondori with them I want them to work on other things that they may not work with other uh, juniors on and as a result when I do that I get them to play a different style of judo and and I take a lot of falls for them as long as they're making good attacks and they're in their and their posture is correct and they're doing the right things I take a lot of falls for these kids it, it helps me work up a little bit of a sweat. Um, I do throw them from time to time just to make sure that their ukemi is up to par and, and just to make sure that my timing on certain throws are is still on, especially with my Ashiwaza um, Okodiyashi Barai is usually the, the one throw that I typically do with the youngsters, you know, especially ones who are, who are uh, a lot shorter than me and a lot lighter than me. I really try and work on my own timing. And working with children can be a very beneficial experience for me as a, as an a, as a uh, as an instructor. Now there are things that I can still work on and improve on, but my main role as an assistant instructor is to help the kids get better. So that's why I try and rondori with them as much as I can, so that they can get better. The only thing is that when we have a full class, I never have a chance to rondori. So basically, I get up in my judogi and put on my nice uh, embroidered black belt, and I don't break a sweat on some classes. And that's hard. That's a hard adjustment for me as an assistant instructor. I um, I like to rondori. I it doesn't matter who I'm doing rondori with. I like to rondori. I like to move around. Um, it's, it's going to be a tough adjustment for me where my primary role in judo, especially at this club is to do less actual judo. 
Um, and the only way for me to do more judo is to visit other clubs. And unfortunately, I have a full-time career as a software quality specialist. I have a family. I do a lot of errands around the house. So I have a very, very full life. And I've got the Judo Chop Suey podcast now. So my life is pretty full, so much so that I can't find time to get out to another club to Rondori uh, with other people, people who are better than me, people who are around my age. Um, this is why it's important for me to bring my sons into this because uh, I'm selfish. <laughs> what can I say? I want to have Rondori partners and my sons, as they're getting older, they will make very good Rondori partners. I got mats at home. Sometimes I break out the mats, put them in the backyard uh, when there's shade and we'll practice some throws and it'll give me an opportunity to practice some things that I can't do at the dojo because I'm an instructor. I'm an assistant instructor. I'm not the sensei, but I don't know how he does it. I don't, I don't know when the last time he did Rondori was, um, but I tell you what, he's, he's been great with the kids and he's, I, I've known, I've known this sensei for, gosh, probably almost as long as I've been in judo, maybe eight years out of my 10 years I've known him, but I've really gotten to know him in a different way. And he's a very selfless individual. And I've really seen a different side of him that compared to what I've known all of these years, he's really put his heart and soul into this club and the kids respond to him really well. And I'm very, very glad to be a part of this club. I think there's a lot that I can learn from him. Whereas maybe five, six years ago, I just kind of saw him as a, almost like kind of as a, as a peer, somebody I do Rondori with. He, he was always better than me. Um, but he, I didn't see him. I, I saw him more of a, as a training partner, even though he was assisting uh, the other sensei at the other club that we were at. Uh, I really saw him more as a training partner, but seeing him in this role um, as a sensei of this club, he, he's been tremendous. And it's it's really been a pleasure to work with him at this club. And, and I'm going to continue to assist him as much as I can. And I think he's very appreciative of my time and I'm very appreciative of the, the opportunity. The... International, International Judo, Judo, Judo Federation, Federation had a year-end voting for most outstanding male and female athlete of the year. They announced this on their Twitter and Facebook page and their Instagram. Um, I'm only aware that they announced it on their Facebook page. I really don't go on Facebook, so I saw it on Twitter and Instagram. And I had to log into my Facebook in order to vote. And which I did. I ended up voting for Kayla Harrison and Fabio Basile. Now they didn't win. The winners and the um, the winners ended up being Shoei Ono. Hopefully, I got that pronunciation right. And Majlinda Kamendi. Both were very deserving. Um, ono won the Olympics, the Grand Prix Dusseldorf, the All Japan, the World Championships in 2015. I watched his run in the Olympics, and and he was sensational. Um, 
it, hard to argue that anybody was better in the Olympics, but I think I can ar- make that argument, and you'll hear it in a second. Um, but in the Olympics, he, he might not have been my favorite in the Olympics, but when it comes to the men's division, it's very hard to argue that anyone in on the world circuit had a better year in the men's division than Ono. I think he's going to be a constant fixture on the medal stand over the next two years. On the women's side, Kelmendi had a tremendous year as well, winning the gold in the Olympics and leading the under-52 division, 52-kilogram division, in total points for the year. And quite frankly, no one in her division had a better year than her. So I'm not surprised that the global community, the global judo community, voted for her and Ono. Now, for myself, I picked Fabio Basile because I love the underdog stories in all sports. And he was a surprise to everybody in the Olympics. Or maybe not everybody. He was a surprise to most people. I don't think he was a surprise to himself because I tell you what, as soon as I saw him throw Seidel of Germany for Ipon, I knew straight away that this was going to be his day. It, he just had this, this air of confidence that I just did not see the other fighters have that day. He was cocky. He was confident. He was just full of, he was just a ball of energy. And it was just one of those things. When I saw that first pawn of his, you know, sometimes you can just look at a guy and know that nobody else is going to stop him that day. I see it in all sorts of sports. You just... It's, it's like the sun and the moon and the stars align in a certain way. You just know that you're going to see something special. And Fabio Basile just had a really, really special day. Basile is currently ranked number three in the world in his division. And he's behind on ball by over a thousand ranking points. But over the next year, I expect big things out of him. I don't know if the rest of you guys saw it, but... I thought he beat Bao, uh, hopefully that's the, the way I pronounce his name, Hope, I mean, I, he beat him relatively easy in the finals. By relatively, I'm talking about in world level. Bao was the favorite, um, or certainly one of the favorites, and, and Basile just took him to task. It, it, it didn't look that hard for him to beat him. So... You know, with Basile, I think he could be the face of the sport in the next coming years. I mean, he's, he's a good-looking young man. He's got a tremendous amount of charisma that's only eclipsed by his judo ability. Uh, Teddy, Teddy Renner has been the face of the sport for, for nearly a decade. But I think Teddy's time is going to be coming to an end pretty soon. I would be surprised if he makes it to another Olympics. And if he does, he'll be 31 years old. In terms of elite level judo, that's a very old age. I, I just, I would be surprised if Renner makes it to the next Olympics. I think he should retire. Well, I mean, who am I to tell him what he should do? If I were him, he's had a dominant run. And, I, and as any, like I, I like to see athletes go out when they're on top. And I don't see... Renair having anything left to prove in judo. Maybe 
I, I, I would love to see him do some other type of grappling. Maybe he gets into Brazilian jiu-jitsu. I highly doubt that. He's a French superstar. He's a celebrity. He's a good-looking man himself. He probably will get into movies. Maybe he'll be the next action superstar. Who knows? Hello, what have we here? Now, for the women's division, I think it should come as no surprise that I pick Kayla Harrison. And I pick Kayla because I'm a jingoist at heart. <laughs> I'm just kidding, kidding, kidding. No, the, the real reason why I picked Kayla is because I'm secretly in love with her and I don't want you guys telling my wife. Yes, I am kidding. I am not in love with Kayla Harrison. But I love watching her fight. I love her judo ability. My wife is the love of my life. That's an unintentional rhyme. But I love watching Kayla Harrison on the mats. The real reason I voted for Kayla is because over the past 12 months... Kayla has been in more tournaments and earned more ranking points in that period of time than anybody else. As far as what I could tell in the world ranking list, nobody, certainly no woman has a higher total score in ranking points across any division than Kayla Harrison. And quite frankly, from what I've seen over the past year, nobody's performed better. Um, Kelmendi had a great year. I'm not taking anything away from her. But I have to wonder... Was there an anti-American bias among the worldwide voters for the female judoka of the year? Now, far be it for me to accuse any single person of being biased against Kayla simply because she's an American. But come on, nobody had a better year in the women's division. Nobody. This, this, I, I'm a big fan of the NBA. This kind of reminds me of years ago when Steve Nash won the MVP over Shaquille O'Neal. Now, Steve Nash had a great year, just like Kelmendi did. But come on, Shaq, Shaq was, the most, was the best and most dominant player in the NBA at that time. And Kayla Harrison is the best and most dominant female judoka today. When I go back to the comparison of Nash versus Shaq, Everybody and everybody knows that Shaq was the best player in the NBA. And everybody knows that Kayla Harrison is the best female judoka. Now, whether they want to admit that with a vote, but I, you know, if I, I tell you, you know, we both have a little conversation here, just me and you. No, I know deep down Kayla Harrison, you would vote for Kayla Harrison. You just... Maybe that's a terrible thing for me to say that it's an anti-American bias, but I'm an American. What can I say? I am a real American. I think Kayla was the best this year. Now, speaking of Kayla Harrison, I'd like to share a bit of news that likely flew under the radar for most of the members of USA Judo. Um, in case nobody has noticed, the USA Judo put out a little news blurb on their website last week stating that the Section 10 probation had been lifted from USA Judo by the United States Olympic Committee. Say what? So wait a minute. You mean to tell me you didn't know USA Judo was put on probation by the USOC? Don't you want to know why they were on probation in the first place? Yeah, I bet you do. So I'm going to share a little bit of that. I'm not going to go into the entire... Uh, lawsuit filed by a single individual against USA Judo, but I'll go over the highlights of, of really what the issue entails. So 
I'm going to give you the very brief rundown on what the issue is. And I'm going to, I'm going to, instead of getting the facts wrong, I'm going to reference a blog by uh, Dr. DeMars, Dr. Anne Maria DeMars, who I'm sure many of you know is Ronda Rousey's mother. Uh, there's a blog post, and I'm only referencing this so that I don't spend a lot of time trying to interpret what's going on. So I want to give you a, a high-level snapshot of what this lawsuit was about and what this section this um, section 10 probation was all about. So here's a summary of the issue at hand. Eight years ago, the USA the board on USA Judo transferred $2.3 million to be managed by a private fund. Last year, they returned less than $800,000 with no accounting for what happened to the other $1.5 million. The CEO of USA Judo at the time, uh, Jose Rodriguez, he's not there anymore uh, from what I understand, but the CEO of USA Judo charged $20,000 of personal expenses on the corporate credit card, which he was allowed to repay over time. <laughs> that's, that's just ridiculous to me. Um, now, and the third point that's being summarized here in this blog posting, the CEO of USA Judo sold USA Judo inventory through his own personal corporation and kept the profits. So, I mean, if I didn't know any better, this sounds like a lot of robbery going on here at the hands of Jose Rodriguez. Now, that's a big accusation that is not my accusation but it certainly sounds like a, a an accusation here this a lawsuit was filed against usa judo by a lady named lynn pierce woolridge thursby now i've reached out to lynn uh, about uh, a few days ago to find out if she'd be willing to do an interview with me i'd love to have her on if one of you guys knows her personally uh, if you could get the word out and let her know that somebody wants to talk to her about this and what this means, um, I would love to have her on my show. Now, getting back to USA Judo, the news blurb on their site uh, states the following. USOC lifts Section 10 probation from USA Judo. Earlier this week, uh, this article was written on December 15th. So this is 10 days ago. Earlier this week, the United States Olympic Committee's Board of Directors approved USA Judo Section 10 hearing panel's recommendation to lift the second t Section 10 probationary period from USA Judo. While the Section 10 is in quotes, while the Section 10 probationary period has at times been an arduous process, it has made USA Judo stronger as an organization with improved financial management principles and transparency, said Keith Bryant, Executive Director, CEO of USA Judo. We will continue to improve our organizational efficiencies, including financial management, to earn the trust of our members, athletes, and the overall Olympic and Paralympic Judo communities. USA Judo remains committed to developing and managing resources that will support developmental and elite athletes while strengthening the sport of Judo in America. In December 2015, the USOC hearing panel presided over a Section 10 hearing resulting in a probationary period for USA Judo to improve financial and operational efficiencies. Now, interestingly enough, this is just this is me talking. Interestingly enough, this blurb here doesn't actually talk about the accusations levied against uh, uh, Mr. Rodriguez. 
There's a quote by uh, the USA Judo president, Lance Nading. I would like to thank the USOC board of directors and the hearing panel for their confidence in USA Judo based on the improvements we have made as an organization. I also want to thank USA Judo staff and board of directors for their hard work over the last year, as well as our new CEO, Keith Bryant, for the processes and procedures he's put in place during the first four months on the job to help us come off the Section 10 probation. Now, I've been critical in the past, especially in the last podcast, of the lack of support that USA Judo has had for their athletes. Now, if the allegations are true that there has been a $1.5 million loss, uh, think of that money, that, that uh, a big portion of that money should have gone to the athletes. We shall see over the next year how the athletes are supported, really over the next couple of years, how the athletes are supported under this new CEO and the newly elected board of directors. Now, um, I just happen to be on the, uh, on the USA Judo website, and I'm not going to go over the, um, I'll, I'll go over this in detail in another time, but, um, but it looks like there's going to be a new board of directors. The, the outgoing board of directors would include Brian Olson, Lance Nading, Leo White, Devin Cohen, and Jason Rivera. And the new people coming in as board of directors are Nick Kosser, Serge Boyasau. Hopefully I got that right. I apologize if I didn't. Dr. Jim Webb and Doug Kawasaki. Devin Cohen is listed as the at-large director. So it looks like he's still going to be on the board of directors, just in a different role. Now, hopefully this new board of directors points USA Judo in the right direction. Because, uh, like I said before, the these accusations against Jose Rodriguez are sickening if they're true. Now, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, at least I'm not trying to sound like I am, but I got to tell you, that's a lot of effort by Mrs. Thursby to go through the effort of suing USA Judo, largely in part of Mr. Rodriguez's financial uh, handling of the USA Judo money. Now, I don't know if the Section 10 probation being lifted has anything to do with the litigation currently against USA Judo by Mrs. Thursby. I have not heard of anything changing in that regard. I mean, I'm looking at the at the um at the legal documentation for this lawsuit. I'm not going to read the whole thing. I'm not going to read the whole thing to you. I'm not even going to try. But but clearly there's been some shenanigans going on and again, if somebody can put the word out to to Lynn I would love to have her on this show and, and interview her um, and, and she can give me a, uh, a better idea of, of the history behind what's been going on here and what this means for USA Judo going forward. Let's just hope with the new board of directors, there'll be new, um, new and improved fiscal responsibility that will directly impact the athletes in a positive way. I think this year with Travis Stevens and Kayla Harrison, we've shown the rest of the world, at least the United States has shown the rest of the world, that we can compete on their level. Nick Del Popolo had a good run too. And, and so did other people this, this year. Uh, we already, as a country, are ready 
to be on the world stage and be represented and be respected. I think if Jimmy Pedro continues to be the head coach of Team USA, I think the future is bright for for the United States and and their uh, their place on the medal stand in upcoming tournaments. So I'm looking forward to 2017 to see what Team USA can do. With Kayla retiring and, and Travis, I believe he's retiring as well. Uh, there's an opportunity for for people to step up in their place and, and represent uh, this country. And I'm looking forward to seeing that happen in 2017. Get on with it. Yes, get over it. I would like to thank you for checking in on the Judo Chop Suey podcast. It has been a pleasure speaking with all of you again. And I look forward to hearing a lot of the responses to this podcast. I look forward to hearing your thoughts. I look forward to hearing what kind of topics you'd like me to cover. I'm going to keep covering whatever judo relevant news I see fit. Um, and that's not going to be limited to, limited to what goes on in the United States. I want to cover what's going on in the judo world. And this is, we are a global community. And despite my comments on what I felt on the male and female athlete of the year voting went, um, I acknowledge that we are a judo community and it doesn't matter where you are from or where you train or what club you're at. We're all part of the same community. We all care about judo. We all care about the growth of the sport. We all care about how the rules are being changed and interpreted. Everybody's got an opinion and everybody's opinions are welcome with me. We can, we can have a, uh, a debate about anything, but we don't necessarily have to divide on anything. And that's what makes the judo community special to me, is that we come together on the one banner and we all work hard and our goal is to improve ourselves and to help people improve on their own judo. And and I think that's a that's a really beautiful thing. It's one of the biggest things that drew me to judo. And no matter what rank you are, as long as you step on the tatami, you are a judoka and you are part of this community and you're part of this family. And I bow to you just like I bow to anybody else, just like I would bow to my sensei, to sensei. or, or uh, bow to anybody who's higher ranked than me. Um, you have my respect. You step on the mat. It takes a lot of guts to step out there and be thrown on your head uh, or on your back. Hopefully it's not on your head. Um, so I have a lot of respect for everybody out there that steps on the tatami and takes a fall because for every fall that you take, you get up on your feet and, and I have respect for anybody that does that. So with that, I hope you all have a very nice rest of the Christmas day. I hope you have a great Monday. I hope you have a great week. Stay safe out there. Train hard. I'm out. Open Gangnam Style.